0: Real life. Hey there, citizens of the world. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower the world to learn English the fun, natural, and real life
1: way. We believe that English should not be a dry and boring school subject, but an inspiring and enriching lifestyle that you can practice and enjoy whenever and wherever
0: you want. In this podcast, you will have lots of fun learn plenty of new expressions, and drastically improve your listening comprehension. We'll also teach
1: you the secrets of native pronunciation, connected speech, and help you tune in your listening and
0: speaking to the rhythm and flow of English. So sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Oh yeah, what is going on? This is Chad from Real Life English where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural. Effective, convenient, and legendary. Way to learn English. So download this podcast now and listen to us while you're stuck in traffic, surfing the internet, flossing your teeth, doing yoga, or milking a cow. (laughs) I'm joined here today in the studio with the man who has trained his cat to answer his emails, Justin Murray. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, so yeah. if any of you have ever written me an email, it's actually my cat who's responding.
0: Mm-hmm. And how does he type? Because I notice he doesn't have fingers. He does. He does? Yeah. He has paws. He has paws and those paws have fingers. Okay. He's just really talented. Yeah, and he types with his paws. Yep. Cool. All four of them. All four of them. So he uses his feet. Sometimes. Wow. Well, I guess when he wants to like do control, shift. When he, when he eats sometimes at the same time. Okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> Alright, but how are you today, man? I'm pretty well. Yourself? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty excited for this episode of Real Life Radio. I feel like I'm gonna learn a lot today. I feel like it's gonna be a very interesting episode today. I'm really looking forward to it. So, so let's scurry along and get straight into this awesome episode. Hey, what does scurry mean? To scurry means to. It's kind of like move kind of quickly. Like, I'd say maybe a cat would scurry along the ground when he. They get scared, and that you know, their pores mm-hmm. slide on the ground like sh- they're scurrying. Yeah. Alright, so let's scurry along and jump into today's shout outs. You know
2: you make me wanna... heels, else,
0: so, today's first shout out is to someone that me and Justin just met in the flesh recently at the most recent real life English party in Belo Horizonte. And it's Thiago from, he's not from Belo Horizonte. he's from Itaberito. I think so. A small city near Belladizonchi, But he came out to visit us at the party. And he's a real life radio listener. Said he's been getting a lot of benefit from it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice meeting you, Chiago, man. And hopefully you continue listening and we keep helping you with your English. Yeah,
1: he actually shot me an email about organizing a party in his city. Oh, great. Been communicating about that. But yeah, it was great to have him out at the party. And we had a rocking party, by the way. Great party. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably one of our best ones yet, right? I definitely agree. I also met a guy named Weberton who I had met on the real-life global social network actually before, and met him at the party. Yeah, cool. And we hung out a little bit. Really nice guy. Great to meet him in person. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you too, Weberton. And we have a couple more shout outs. I'm going to quickly go through here. Wanted to give one to Onder, who I was just chatting with him on the Real Life global social network. And he's a big Real Life Radio fan. And he told me that we actually helped him get a 7 on his IELTS. Congratulations for that one, man. So I just offered him a shout-out, and he, he wrote me a little message there okay. on the, in the chat. And so he says, Oh, yeah, this is my shout-out. This is Ondra Ozkin from Istanbul, and I believe that studying grammar and artificial textbooks really sucks But Real Life Radio gives me a chance to listen to funny, crazy, and beneficial stuff. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's coming from a a seven on IELTS. Yeah, yeah. From Istanbul. Yeah. Istanbul. That's awesome. Well, hey, we're glad we're helping you, man. And uh, thanks for that awesome shout-out. Hope to connect soon. And we got one more just because we love our iTunes reviews. Remember, that really helps us. Helps us reach more people. Yeah. And now. And our podcast, Real Life Radio, gets seen by more people, so more people benefit from what we're doing. So it's actually, the title of it on iTunes
1: is Real Life English ESL Podcasts, and we got one from Mr. Lonerbender. Bender. Mr. Loner Bender, what's he got to say? He says, hey guys, this is absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, this is from China.
0: Oh yeah, well hey, that's great. A lot of, lot of good shout-outs for this episode. Don't forget... If you want your shout-out read out on one of the upcoming episodes of Real Life Radio, go to iTunes or send us a personal message. Oh, yeah. Great shout-outs. This podcast is really kicking off with some good energy. Let's move on to today's random news story.
1: Okay, today's news story was actually a video that Chad shared with me probably about a year ago. I shared this with you? I think so. Okay. And I thought it was pretty hilarious. I laughed my ass off. Awesome. And let me just read it out pretty quickly. This is from the Huffington Post. Australia's next top model host announces wrong winner on live TV with video.
0: Uh Oh, what do I mean by Australia's next top model
1: host? Well, you have those programs where they select the next top model, right? Mm-hmm. So the host is the person announcing, the person up on stage with a microphone. Yeah. Right. So she announced the wrong winner on live TV. Okay. So The video is pretty hilarious. We'll link it in show notes. We'll link it
0: also on the Real Life Radio Power Lessons. Yeah. And just so you know, this is a reality TV show that's based on like modeling and, and like fashion parades, right? They're like beauty competitions, would you say? Yeah, pretty similar. Yeah. So it's already a pretty ridiculous subject. <laughs> but yeah. Let's hear it, man. What's this all about? What happened? It was a cringe worthy
1: moment for viewers of Australia's next top model. As host, Sarah Murdoch accidentally named
0: the wrong winner on live television. Uh oh. Cringe? Cringe is when uh when you see in a very awkward situation it's that feeling you get, you're like, ooh. It's a,
1: it's almost a painful look on your face. Yeah. Um, it's like pain because you're just so embarrassed by it almost. Yeah. Awkward embarrassment. Murdoch initially declared nineteen year old Kelsey Martinovich, as the audience voted top model, but then paused and uttered, Oh my God, I don't know what to say right now. I'm feeling a bit sick about this. No, I'm so sorry about this. Oh my God, I don't know what to say. This was a complete accident. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) It's Amanda. I'm
0: so sorry. It was fed to me wrong. (laughs) Okay, cool. So uh, she obviously, she made the mistake of calling the wrong winner.
1: Yeah, so just to go through this here. So Murdoch initially declared a nineteen year old Kelsey Martin Martinovich. Martinovich as the audience voted top model. So the audience yeah. voted for her, right? Sure. But then paused and uttered
0: To utter pretty much just means to to say something, to utter words, to say words. Yeah, to articulate this is a little bit more formal, maybe mm-hmm. you might read this in literature. hmm
1: But so she uttered all these things, oh my god. I don't know what to say right now. I'm feeling a bit sick about this. No. I'm so sorry about this. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what to say. This was a complete accident. It's Amanda. So she just kept so sorry.
0: apologizing and
1: apologizing over and over again. She's very apologetic, yeah. It was fed to me wrong. What do you mean by that?
0: What does she mean by that? Well, I guess when she says it was fed to me, I'm assuming that she probably had an earpiece. Yeah. And there was a person giving her the wrong information. So the person gave her the wrong information. In the past, a feed is fed. Mm -hmm. So when you're fed something, it can be like you're fed lies. Maybe you're fed... Or even fed information. Like like on Facebook, you have like a news feed that's giving you the information.
1: Exactly. We are like animals on Facebook, right? Yeah. Continuing here. Sarah handled what was a difficult situation with utmost professionalism and grace. Amanda and Kelsey were neck and neck in the voting all night. Okay, really quickly. What do you mean by Sarah handled the situation? She dealt with, she managed the situation. Okay, with utmost professionalism. Mm hmm. Utmost, what does utmost mean? Utmost means the maximum degree of something. Okay, and grace. I don't think this is true though, because it wasn't graceful. Okay. This is what's so funny about it. It just means um, in a very smooth and appropriate
0: way. Delicate, delicately, gracefully, delicately, would they be synonyms? Yeah, perfect. Sure. And Amanda and Kelsey were neck and neck. What does that mean in this case? Well,
1: it means they were very close in the voting. Mm. I think this comes from, maybe it's like a horse racing metaphor. Okay. So when two horses are racing down the final part, the final stretch of a race, you can see their necks going one in front and the next in front. Sure, they're close to each other, neck and neck. Yeah. Nice. So the next part, we apologize to Kelsey for the air. And Foxtill, the company... We'll be sending her to New York, as well as awarding her $25,000 as a
0: prize. Oh, awesome. So even the girl who came second, who thought she came first, is going to win something. Actually, quite a lot. It's a pretty hefty sum of money, $25,000. bucks. is. Yeah. So, uh, after watching the video, Justin, would you agree that the host handled the situation with the utmost professionalism and grace? <laughs> How's it what was so funny about it? She just, it wouldn't have been that
1: bad if she had just like kind of held her tongue. Oh, what do you mean by hold your tongue? It means to not say anything or maybe just say a few words. Mm-hmm. But she drew attention to herself by saying, Oh my God, I don't know what to say
0: right now. I'm so sorry. She, she was very emotional. She panicked. She, she yeah. panicked, yeah, definitely. It's a, It's a really funny video. We definitely suggest you guys go to... Either the show notes to watch the video, we'll link it there, or if you are using the power lessons, it's going to be on the transcript. Great news story. Let's move on to today's great conversation topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you jump about? What Would you talking
2: about? What Would you jump? about? What you jump? You, you about?
1: All right, today's episode is going to be about something that... I don't know much about, only based upon my experience with Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> maybe yeah. the Crocodile Hunter, sure, Steve Irwin, huh, and other just massive stereotypes that people have about Australia. Okay. But today we're going to learn about Australia, Australian slang, and yeah. maybe some other facts about the land down under. Sure. Definitely. Well, uh, what do you mean by the land down under, first of all? Well, it's called the land down under, right? Because it it's, it's like on that bottom part of the earth. Yeah. What if we just shifted our perspective and started looking at the earth the other way around? It would be the land up top. It would be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Today I wanted to run through some facts about Australia, a little bit about the Australian accent and how we speak in Australia, or at least people who live in Australia, and just some common everyday colloquial expressions, meaning a few slang expressions. Maybe, maybe about like its founding and how it was founded by... what or something. <laughs> well, how about I just quickly clarify that, because people talk about that a lot. Um, yeah, so Australia, I guess the way that people speak it's definitely very unique. It's not British English, it's not American English, it's its own thing. And just to give you some uh, insight into that, I guess, I'm not sure exactly what year, but I'm sure it was about 200 years ago that Australia was colonized by the English. It was settled by the English right? But um, that was 200 and something years ago so obviously over that time the language has evolved and like you said many of the people who actually went to Australia the first settlers were thieves, they were criminals they were people who had stolen a loaf of bread to feed their family and stuff like that so they were criminals but they weren't killers and murderers and rapists and stuff like that so yeah, that's pretty much the story about that. And they went there to work on the gold rush. They were mining and just developing the country. Interesting. And went free yeah. So that's why probably the language has gone through this very strange evolution, coming from probably lower-class English, British English, and you know, thrown over to the other side of the world where they were working on gold mines and you know, rummaging across the lands. What do you mean by a Roman genoclast land? I mean, just by traveling, discovering a land, finding new places, settling in new areas and just discovering the, the country in general. That's why the Australian accent is probably so unique. And there's a lot of really cool stories that I could probably talk for a long time about that, which we don't have time today in this podcast. So maybe a different time. But I don't know, man. What do you think about the Australian accent? Do you ever have problems understanding it? Obviously, I don't have a very strong accent.
1: Yeah, your accent has become very um, watered down.
0: Yeah, very watered down. What does that mean?
1: Well, for example, if if you have some juice and put water in it, yeah, it loses its strength. Yep. And so when you say watered down, in this sense, it's like maybe a lot of American influence, mm-hmm. maybe, and in, in just other international influence, which I think tends
0: to happen with Australians
1: when they travel a lot. Yeah,
0: definitely. Unless they're traveling with other Australians, because once you're with another Australian, you kind of... Vibe well off each other, you, mm. I, even when I'm talking to an Australian, I haven't lived there for such a long time. I don't really communicate with Australians very often, but when I'm talking with them, I can even feel my Australianisms coming back. <laughs> it's cool. Well, I think part of it is like you guys have a couple of really st-
1: distinct accents, right? Mm-hmm.
0: We have some very stereotypical Australian accents, the ones that you were mentioning earlier, like Crocodile Dundee or Steve Irwin. Let's throw a clip in there. Yeah, let's just uh, give you guys a little quick example of what those guys sound like.
2: G'day. Mick Dundee from Australia. How are you? I'm fine, how are you? I think we're really in good water with this guy. This guy's out a- for a couple of days. I'll probably see you around. We go into a very isolated and extremely remote gorge in Midwestern Queensland where we take a very unfortunate spill, nearly kill both of us. Son of a gun. Now this is a python, carpet python, I've just taken a bite, now pythons of course can be aggressive. It's their only method of making sure that they don't get eaten by other predators. A bite's one thing, but um, they've got no fangs and they've got no venom, so I mean no danger whatsoever. But
0: there is, if you went to Australia, I think you'd be very surprised with how strong their accent actually is. I mean, there's a very stereotypical type of person in Australia, we call them. An ochre. Okay, what, is, what does what mean? An ochres would be the hillbilly, I guess. The Redneck? Kind of redneck of Australia. I mean it's they don't even necessarily have to live in the outback or on a farmland or something like that. You find these people in the city and the way they speak is very nasally. They'll say, Hey, hey going, mate, you wanna go grab a beer? Sometimes even when they're not asking a question, I'll use that intonation and that nasalness. It'd be like, Great weather today, eh? Yeah, it sounds
1: like uh, John, we, where we used to do the real life English party when we started out. Yeah. Auntie,
0: the owner is Australian. He speaks mm. exactly like that. Like very nasal and a lot of intonations at the end of what he's saying. I reckon it's going to rain, this Avo. This Avo? This yeah. What does Avo mean? Avo's is a common Australian way to say afternoon. We have this tendency of just cutting words down. Avo, afternoon. Barbie, what's a Barbie for you? Uh, it's a Barbie doll. No, in Australia, a barbie is a barbecue. We're going to have a barbie, this arvo. Uh, And yeah, it was really funny because last time I went to Australia, I got off the plane and I landed in the airport. And the first guy I talked to, he's like, G'day mate, welcome back to Australia. Because he saw my passport. I was like, whoa, that guy's got a really strong, ochre accent. Then I spoke to the next guy and he's like, hey, what are you? You know, it was exactly the same thing. He's like, oh shit, everyone here speaks like that. I forgot. (laughs) So it's pretty surreal when I went back there the last time. But I thought I'd just go through some common Australian expressions. All right, cool. What do you think about that? Sure. All right. Very common kind of list of words here, but uh, see if you get this. No worries, mate. She'll be right. She'll be right? She'll be right. What what does she'll be right mean? Like she will be right. Mm -hmm. She'll be right. Yeah, yeah, I got that. But what is she? She's... Usually uh, a situation. Okay. Yeah, like if I broke a cup and I'm, I was like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Ah, it should be, right? <laughs> it's like saying no problem. Or if you broke something and uh, you might just say, oh, it's everything's going to be okay. Ah, it should be, right? So no worries here is just like another
1: way to say it. no problem. Yeah, sometimes even you're welcome.
0: No worries. Yeah, I actually started using this because after meeting you. Okay, you don't say that in the US, do you? Not as much, no. Okay. Mate, I said no worries, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, mate's a very common Australian word. It's like saying man or buddy or friend. Yeah. They say that in England too, don't they? They do, yeah. It's very common in England and Australia. I actually have a episode of Real Life TV, a video I made about that word. I'll link it in the show notes. Another Australian term which you guys use a lot is like kind of cheers for, for thank you, right? Yeah, yeah. You're right. It's like saying cheers. Cheers, mate. It's like saying thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, very Australian, yeah. Yeah. Another one. For example, I could say, I'm going to go to the bar, drink a few stubbies. <laughs> a stubby? What does that mean? A stubby would be... In Brazil, They here they call them long necks. It's just like a bottle of beer. Uh-huh. A bottle of beer, we always say a stubby. Maybe even a can of beer, a few stubbies. Oh, it's a stub. What does a stub mean just normally without... I don't know. What is a stub?
1: Like the dull end of something. For example... If I were to lose my hand, for example. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah, in that case a stub. If I lost my hand in a machine or something, then okay.
0: they would sew it up mm-hmm. so there'd be a stub. Yeah, your hand would just be a, it would just be a stub, not a hand anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Or you can say ticket stub too. Just like the, the
1: the piece from your ticket that after you enter into the movies, for example, mm. then they give you the
0: stub, which is the kind of a the part you hold on to. Exactly. Proof of entrance. Mm-hmm. Cool. So stubby? Stubby, yeah. A can of beer, bottle of beer. Let's go have a few stubbies down the bar. Down at the bar. Another, another common one many people use in Australia is blokes and sheilas. You know what they are?
1: Yeah, I learned from you, actually. So What does it mean? Sheila is, a, is an
0: attractive woman? Just a woman in general. Okay. And a bloke is a dude? Just a dude, yeah. <laughs> a bloke. A guy, right? Yeah, a guy. It's just another way to say, like, a man and a woman. Blokes and sheilas. One of the ones I've heard that you you've definitely say that I thought was
1: wrong in English before, but it's like how you going, how are you going, right? Mm, yeah, how you going, mate? How you going? Yeah. yeah. Which I've actually started using it a little bit. <laughs> oh, really? <You laughs> Never used it was, before. You thought it was wrong? Yeah, because it should be like how is it going mm. in American English, right? Yeah, right. How is it going? And then a lot of times Brazilians actually will say, "How are you going?" as a translation from. Portuguese, Portuguese yeah, that's how you used to crack them, sure, but how are you going,
0: how are you going, mate, good, mate, I'm going good, a few common ones, important ones, maybe, is a dunny, a dunny, you know what a dunny is, I have no idea, dunny, d-u-n-n-i-e, just means toilet, oh, shit, i got to use a dunny, <laughs> I'm going to use the dunny real quick, to so use the dunny, use the bathroom, dax, your dax are your pants, okay, under dax,
1: underpants but these words are these totally common in like mainstream Australian English yeah
0: yeah what I about Australians to travel are they going to use these or probably really I think so yeah um, heaps Ethan always used to comment on how I use the word heaps you do use it a lot yeah what does it mean heaps
1: means a lot of something yeah I'd say like a, uh, Americans can be more vulgar sometimes we say like a
0: crap load okay a shitload. sure even just a lot of there were a lot of people there. I might say, oh, there are heaps of people there. Yeah, heaps you, of. You see that all the time, yeah. Mhm. Rallies, my relatives. I'm gonna go visit my rallies. Your rallies. Rallies. Yeah, I can see how I can
1: get pretty lost in Australia. Yeah. But the other way around, for example, I think most people understand American English because they're exposed to it. Definitely. The TV, but few people actually have exposure to. Australian television. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, even before I left Australia, I thought I had a lot of insight into American culture, American colloquialisms, American slang. Some of them could even be a little bit embarrassing, like if I said, hey, I'm going to go buy some thongs. <laughs> so a thong in American English would be like
1: um, like a bathing suit or underwear? That it's a g-string.
0: Is, a g-string, yeah. That's the word, right? Yeah. It's generally women's underwear that is very th- thin in the backside, right? but in Australia, your thongs are your flip-flops. It could be a little embarrassing if you use it in the wrong situation with the wrong people. If you plan on traveling there, I suggest do a little bit of research before you get there because you might get caught with your DAX down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad, you've actually
0: written a few articles and I've done some videos on this stuff already, right? I have done a, I think a two or three, sure. So, I'm going to link them in the show notes in case you want to do a little bit more research about some Australian English. I'll also link the uh, video about mate, the word mate, right? Awesome. Yeah. So, that's my uh, little quick lesson about some common Australian English words from your vocabulary. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, let's move on to today's question. Alright, today I have a question
1: from one of my students actually. And this is a common question that repeats itself in many countries, many people learning English, many levels. Mm-hmm. So, what is the difference between get, grab,
0: pick, and take? Oh, okay, so vocabulary question. Okay, so let's uh, first of all, I'm just gonna explain get by comparing it to the verb to take. So, common mistake is that people use them interchangeably where they're a little bit different. So in this case, I could say get would be to fetch, which means I leave where I am to collect something and then return. Mm -hmm. So if I was thirsty, I could say, hey, I'm going to get a glass of water. So I leave where I am, go to the kitchen, pour myself the water and come back. I got a glass of water. But when I got up, maybe just might say, hey, can you take my plate to the kitchen? So that means when I go to the kitchen, I'm going to transport, transport, you're right. I'm going to collect this plate from here and take it to the kitchen and leave it there. It's like if we were going to travel on the weekend and uh, I said, hey, we're going to the beach. Don't forget to take your towel. Mm -hmm. You're going to say, don't forget to get your towel. You're going to take it because you're transporting from here to the beach. So we can discard take from here. Cool.
1: Now grab and pick. So from what I see, get is more general. You can use it interchangeably with grab in some situations. Sure, I'm gonna grab some water. Exactly. You're going to physically grab it, right? Mm-hmm. With your hand. Yeah. But you can't use grab in all the
0: situations that you use get. Exactly. But we cannot there's many expressions to grab. I mean, if I said, Oh, I was walking down the street and a policeman grabbed my arm It mm-hmm. means he used his hands to Physically Physically grab apprehend right? yeah hold on to my arm in a, in a strong way he yeah. grabbed it
1: or you can say like hey if you go into the store can you get me some bananas
0: yeah. or can you grab me some bananas exactly yeah it's like to collect for me exactly grab yeah. is also using a few expressions like hey do you want to grab a bite to eat do you want to go grab lunch it's like do you want to have lunch Do you want to have a bite to eat mm-hmm. a bite to eat is an expression just means to have lunch, have dinner, something like that. Or just like to actively go get it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pick, pick like to pick your nose,
1: or to pick something up. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. picking up is like physically, so
0: like reach down mm-hmm. and grab it, <laughs> yeah. pick it up. Sure. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that just about does it. I mean, um, there are more ways we use all of these words, but we don't want to go into too much detail now because it's not so relevant with the actual. With the underlying meaning that they all have in common so that does it for today's episode of real life radio oh yeah all right guys so that concludes today's episode of real life radio all about australia some australian slang some australian expressions maybe learn a little bit about some australian culture i guess at least uh, the way we speak right pronunciation intonation some history <laughs> maybe a little bit of history too right i'm not sure how accurate my description of that was but it's good enough, right? So uh, to play you out today, guys, I'm going to give you a little treat. This is a Australian hip-hop group, that's right, hip-hop. And the reason I chose this is because it's I really like the band, and we often mention that rap and hip-hop, this kind of music, is actually pretty good for your pronunciation. Wouldn't you agree, Justin? Oh, it's
1: awesome. It's perfect.
0: Yeah, because it's very close to spoken English. So uh, check out the lyrics if you can. It's on the show notes. Also going to put it in the power lesson. And the song is called the, the Nosebleed Section. The nosebleed and the section. group is called Hilltop Hoods. Very famous Australian hip hop band. Alright, guys, thanks for tuning in today, and you'll hear from us next week on the Real Life Radio. Oh,
2: yeah, take care,
0: guys.
2: Pump we drunk, you chums, uh, jump with us, down the front, if if Can't get drunk with us. This life turned out nothing like I by now I should've had some land, some money in my hand, round about fifty grand, but I got nothing. Up, I write rhymes in the bus, I keep suffering. Suffer. Fuck the lines of the dust, you keep sniffing. That shit is for the punk, this shit is for my bros, my people in the front row. Got hip hop taste buds. I wanna hear that bass when I make love. Wanna hear some lyrics when I wake up. Write rhymes to get me through a breakup. Bitch! Rub up whiskey straight, no chaser. Went through 50 breaks, no favor. Till I found this one and made the bass hook with the drum. My S- say This yo. Is a comeback tongue dash sharp like a thumbtack. So tight, soy, James is saying, get my foot back. One track, they track, eight that residual noise man fuck that. We clean with the digital toys. I'm the Apache. You're failing to match me. Throw your hands in the air like you're hailing a taxi. I moved to the funk floor, You're stepping now. You're drunk, bro. This is for my peeps and the freaks in the front row. <laughs> If suffers in here and you win the front row or covered in beer And club bonus don't say the place is wrecked as your fault uh-uh. If the roof is on fire it's an electrical fault Man a vegetable bowl when I bring a live life, Friday night footy in my hoodie I can hard eye Get live on the brakes on my pace one Lads if you're heading to the bar grab your mates one Ladies come chill, come rock with me honey I got like half a meal with Monopoly money There's no stopping me honey so you can take my hand We can lay on the beach and count grains and sand and take a Drain in Japan and drink sake with the Mafia. Flight of Libya for some Bacardi with Gaddafi. Dinner day followed by a funk show. Uh, we'll rip off the tops ooh. and jump around in the front row. You know row. I looked around the faces I'd know. I fell in love with the people in the front row. <coughs> <coughs> oh, how much, how much. <coughs> you know I looked around the faces I'd know. I fell in love with the people in the front row. <coughs> The money, and it's not for the applause. No, It's uh, like <laughs>